Stop. Let's workshop it. Hi, my name is Amanda Morgan. And my name is Zane Ellis. And welcome to Let's, Let's workshop, workshop It. it. This is a podcast where we will discuss new performance works, the process of how they came to be, and connect with some of our favorite local creators. Yes, uh, and this is our very first episode, um, so I think it's only fitting for us to tell you a little bit about who we are, um, our projects, and, and really why we wanted to start this podcast. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself first? Uh, not really, but I guess <laughs> I will. Um so my name is Zane. I am a retired dancer. I'm coming out of retirement slowly, but surely. Um, I, you know, I started, I, ballet is my, what I did. Um, I started at a, you know, small studio in my hometown in Delaware. Um, shout out to Sussex Dance Academy. <laughs> you are a real one. Um, and then I, you know, went to... I went to public high school and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is just not my vibe. Um, so I graduated a year early. I just woke up one day and I was like, I need to graduate. And they were like, okay. So I did. And I moved to Philadelphia to, to, to dance and to train at the School of uh, Pennsylvania Ballet, um, which is now Philadelphia Ballet. Um, interesting things there. Yeah. Um, and I was only there for a year, but uh, I really loved it. I love Philly. And then I, uh, you know, I, I went to, to Richmond Ballet in Virginia, and I was a trainee there for two years. And um, that's also where, kind of where I got my first opportunity to, like, choreograph on a, a larger scale. I, I choreographed two new works for um, a new works festival they have where usually it's the company choreographs on the trainees. Um, but I expressed that I was really interested in choreographing, and they kind of gave me a chance to, to try and to choreograph on the trainees as well. And it was really successful and it was really cool and I'm very happy I got that opportunity. And then I kind of, um, I left Richmond Ballet and I came to Pacific Northwest Ballet as a, uh, in the professional division. And I was here, uh, or I was at Pacific Northwest Ballet for a year and I don't know, I was struggling and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was struggling with dance and like myself and dance and I don't know, I needed a break. It was just a lot. And then unfortunately the pandemic hit and you know I've been like trying to find my way through creative works and also find my way back to to dance and yeah that's kind of the rundown of my dance history there's a lot more about me that I don't need to go into at this moment <laughs> about you Amanda tell us a little bit about your background of your artistic experiences and all right so uh, I'm Amanda, as I said earlier. I'm originally from Tacoma, Washington, so about a 45-minute drive south from Seattle. Um, I went to a small studio called Dance Theater Northwest. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Um, and then I went to the School of American Ballet for summer course when I was about 14 years old. Um, met a friend there that had got that was currently enrolled at Pacific Northwest Ballet School. And so I auditioned once the summer course finished and I got in uh, and then I joined PMB school in 2011. So grew up there since the time I was 14, um, went through level seven, level eight, um, and then the professional division, which is the highest level of the school and was there for two years. And then I found out that I got offered a contract after breaking my foot, which is a very traumatic experience that I will talk about in another episode. <laughs> um, and quite funny, honestly, too. But um, yeah, I joined the company in 2016. 
um, coming right out of my rehabilitation from my broken foot. And uh, just recently in 2022, November, I was promoted to soloist. So that was pretty awesome and fun. So yeah, I have this ballet background for sure. Um, But in 2018, um, about like two years in the company, um, PMB has a a next has this program called Next Step, uh, where we get to choreograph on the PDs. And so I was part of that when I was a PD getting choreographed on by company members. And so once I got in the company, I knew I wanted to try that out. Um, And yeah, I started choreographing in 2018. It was really fun. It felt nice to be at the front of the room and kind of, you know, get my voice out there in a different way rather than someone just telling me how to dance and what to be. Um, And also because I was pretty young when I first started choreographing, a lot of the people that were in my first piece were my friends. Um, including a couple of them that started the Seattle project with us. So, um, yeah, very special. And we'll talk about the Seattle project soon. Yeah, we'll (laughs) talk about that soon. Um, But I, yeah, ever since 2018, I've just been kind of choreographing here and there. Um, A lot of the reason why I wanted to was because I wasn't always, uh, I didn't always have a lot of opportunities to dance and feel like I was, the dancing was representative of me and the narratives I wanted to tell on stage. And so um, choreography was a really great outlet to connect with people in a different way and also um, push myself artistically and creative, creatively. Um, but yeah, and so now I'm just here and we're starting this podcast. And Beautiful. Pretty crazy. Uh, but do we want to kind of maybe talk about how we met? <laughs> I would love to talk about how we met. Um, yeah, I so what was it? Twenty, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen, the yeah. summer of twenty seventeen. Yep. Um, I came to Pacific Northwest Ballet Summer Intensive, um, yeah, like just in the summer. Um, and I was subletting a room from a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Sarah Ryan. Whoop. Um, <laughs> she is a dancer at Pacific Northwest Ballet, and I was subletting a room. Or I guess the whole she was uh, had an apartment with Clara Ruff, which is also she was also a a dancer. She's, She's also, also a dancer. dancer. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This, uh, um, and anyway, so I, my friend Martina and I were subletting a, their, their apartment, and um, Sarah was going to come back like the last week of the summer intensive or something like that because I think I don't know if the company was starting or if she just wanted to start doing maintenance classes or whatever. So, but we only had like one key between the three of us, me, Martine, and Sarah Ryan. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Maybe we had two and I had one and Martine had one. Um, but anyway, so Sarah was just kind of like, I don't know, would sometimes be just like waiting around for me to come back so I could like unlock the doors so that we could all be in the, the apartment. And um, there was this one night that uh, that was the case. And um, and she was at McMinimins, which is the, rest- the restaurant right downstairs from the apartment. And um um, yeah, Amanda. I happened to be there. Amanda was with um, Sarah Ryan, and I remember they're eating French fries. Um, <laughs> and I came in, or I don't know if I came in, or we met outside or something. And uh, that's when Amanda and I officially met. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, I the one thing I first remember about you is that you weren't intimidated by me at all, and that was yeah. shocking because you I, not to say that I'm an intimidating person, but usually people that are younger than me or like they they're not as forward yeah and I'm just like asking person. me questions and you very much were just like 
asking me my experiences and yeah, yeah. just like very much like yeah hi i'm zane like just unapologetically you yeah so we met and then we went upstairs to to sarah's apartment and we hung out we hung out for a while i know it was late and um and then martin came back from a date shout out to you martin we love you um and (laughs) that was fun and then we just like talked about that and yeah and and then um obviously we we just met like that one time i feel like yeah and and then it wasn't until a year later because you didn't come to be a student that year it was one of those like passing moments like we weren't yeah. we didn't become friends yeah, Sarah at that and I moment. technically still had we were just finishing our apprentice year yeah that year so we were like just about to start our first year in the course so it's pretty like a long time ago yeah so then we didn't keep in touch and then when i came back as a pd um like a, like amanda said a year later that's I don't know. Somehow we how do we become friends again? Basically, Yuki Takahashi, who's also in the company at PNB, uh, we were roommates for about three years. Oh yeah. And Yuki, you all were in the PD, same PD class together with Yuki. Yes. Yeah, and your roommate was Mark Kadahi. Mark Kadahi, shout out to you, Mark. <laughs> and so um, I met you guys. Well, I already knew you, but I met you again through Yuki because you guys became close friends. Yeah, we. I met Yuki at the anti bumper shoot party. And then, and then she went to Bumbershoot right Bumbershoot after anyway. with me <laughs> yes. to go see J. Cole. So that, that's kind of how that happened. But I don't really remember the first time we ever hung out. I think the one thing I really remember is like when I was walking and Yuki was helping you guys move this couch. Huge couch. To, to, like literally blocks away. Up the Queen My, Hill. Yeah, literally up Queen Anne Hill. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll help. Yeah, that was like I don't, I don't know I'm why so I decided. To, no, it was really fun. But for whatever reason, we decided to like haul this couch like up the hill. And this random guy that, like, takes, like, film photos sees us hauling this couch. He's like, can I take a photo of all of you? So we're all yeah. holding couch pieces, like, in the street. And he, like, takes yeah. this photo of us. It was a free couch I got on by Nothing Queen Anne. Yeah, it was a free couch. Because I was a, a poor little PD. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Seattle's yeah. expensive still to this day. It, it seems like it just keeps getting more and more expensive each year. So yeah. I get it. Um, but, yeah, and then we all took a photo on this couch. Yeah. And it was, like, ever since then, the we were just kind history. of, like... We were the, we call ourselves the roommates uh, because Mark and I were roommates, and, and then, you and Yuki were roommates. Yeah, and we'd hang out all the time, and that's kind of like then, how yeah then the we, fruition of Seattle Project kind of yeah. began. Tell us about okay. Let's talk about first. What what is the Seattle Project? Okay, so Seattle Project, and I'm just gonna read off like what actually like we say it is is a platform for um, and a network of interdisciplinary artists collaborating to create new work and dance that is accessible to the community and uplifts BIPOC and LGBTQ plus artists. Yeah, so we're essentially a collective of artists just making new work that um, is, I don't know, interesting and like tells different narratives and also is, you know, all like available to the public in ways that uh, like fine art and like dance sometimes is not. Yeah. Um, But like, I think, I don't know, something I want to highlight about the Seattle Project is, like, we were very interested in, like, bridging the gap between, or between, like, different disciplines of arts and, like, coming together. Like, the idea of collaboration is very interesting. And then also, um, I don't know, I don't, it's not, like, a static, like, I think people would probably assume that it's, like, a dance company of, like, static uh, artists that are always the same. But um, I think the ideal state would be, like, every... Seattle artist is the Seattle project and like yeah. you're it's always coming and going and always changing and there's always opportunity available for anyone who's interested 
Um, I think we still have like a long way to go to like get to that point. Yeah, but that's for like sure. the goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about how how we started or what the where the idea idea came from and yeah. how it got started and all that. So when I was seventeen as a PD, um, that was kind of the moment where I started being introduced to other types of dance within Seattle. Um, just through um, friends of mine that kind of told me about like Wim Wim, Velocity, Kate Wallach's YC company, things like that. I was able to kind of go to these events because they would take me. Um, and then I was like, wait, why are there not enough PMB people going to these things and mm -hmm. vice versa? Like, why does everything feel so spread out? I felt that way a lot as a student. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, I was the only black woman um, at PMB for quite a while until recently. And so I was able to see, you know, other people that looked like me on stage, but in other places and, um, just seeing those types of narratives, I was like, you know, like if I ever had the opportunity, like, that's like what I'd want to do with whatever I create is like, you know, providing space for specifically like people of color, queer people to, um, share their stories because unfortunately still to this day, like it is not happening enough. Um, especially in, you know, um, larger um, dance organizations just across the globe. Um, so that's kind of like one component of it, just in my personal experience. And then I, I think I always had like a creative kind of bug in me. So I wrote down like in my journal at the time, I wrote the Seattle project and it was actually just an idea of making dance films in different spots in Seattle. So one in particular, I had this idea in Cal Anderson of having a large group of people dance and filming it through the gates mm. there and also letting it be like this pop-up performance that happened. And so I just noticed like in Seattle, since like I've lived here forever, is um, there's so many amazing spaces that already exist that are not, you know, theater spaces that we, I would love to see activated by dance or any type of art. And that's slowly happening now, but um, I think that it was just the fact of the matter is it's like we need to be able to see the arts in places besides a theater. Yeah. And if it isn't a theater, it should also be affordable because not every other, not every type of person is being served then. And I think with a lot of the work that we're doing now, it's you know we're asking ourselves, you know, who who is missing out, and how can we like kind of like in encourage and incorporate different types of people. Um, in the fine art space yeah. in the you know concert dance space um and i think most organizations should be asking themselves that yeah. if they're not already doing so so yeah i had these ideas and then i took an art history class with your roommate at the time mark cudahy and we had this assignment we we're supposed to just write an essay about an art piece and instead we decided to go the extra mile mm. and take an art piece <laughs> <laughs> and choreograph solos on each other um where you also made a cameo saying, as like, the male gaze i was not a solo i was there too <laughs> i was not taking the class but i was um you made a good cameo i made a good cameo in your in your piece or was it marks or your it was marks okay yeah. um, you were dancing but it was marks choreography yes yes, yes. okay sorry. so Keep we kind of like yeah we like collaborated with each other and it was like really eye-opening because you could see like you know, from one piece of art that we both were inspired by, com like completely different, starkly different mm. outcomes and things. Um, but I was like, that gave me the idea. I was like, why don't we collaborate more with different types of artists, like visual artists and musicians and writers, things like that. Um, so 
yeah, I kind of presented this idea to all of you one day when we were just in Yuki and I's apartment, which is a studio apartment, so we're all in this little room. And you all were like, yeah, yeah we were but like, also like, how are you going to do that? <laughs> well, I think the thing, and I, you know, I don't think this is a secret about you, Amanda. I think you tend to, or you do, you dream big, which I think is a, is a, <laughs> an admirable quality. Um, but sometimes I'm the one who's like, okay, well, let's, let's scope it down to like, what can we actually do? Yeah. Um, and I think, but I think that the best thing about like you presenting this idea and us like collaborating on like, well, what could it be? And like, where could it go? Um, we weren't really scared to just like try. Like, yeah. and I think that that's something that, I don't know, like I'm learning, like even through doing this podcast, like I, you know, I've been pushing back a little bit, <laughs> like stressed. And I don't want to listen to my voice and I don't want to, I don't know what I'm going to say and all these things. But, you know, I think the the best thing that, the Seattle project has either taught me or like, I think that why we've been semi successful in what we're, in what we're doing is like, we just, we don't wait for things to be perfect. We don't wait for, yeah. um, you know, someone to come to us with an opportunity. We have made the opportunities for ourselves and just like, um, and I think that that's like true with like your choreography as well. Like, you know, you weren't just like getting approached by people to yeah. like choreograph, like you were just, just going to make yeah. the show yourself. You're going to yeah. make the piece yourself. And like, grab some friends and, and just make it happen. And um, yeah, so I think like, that's what I like remember, like the feeling of possibility and like, um, I don't know, the, I was just also like at the time I was struggling with ballet and like this idea of like something else was like exciting to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cause I mean, especially like before the pandemic, sometimes like dance or like ballet specifically, it just feels like so like it just feels like it can only be one way. Yeah. Um and not, I don't not I don't full feel of like, Yeah, not full of possibility. And I think like the pandemic has really opened up ways for artists in all fields, but specifically ballet to feel like it really can be can yeah. and look like so many different types of Absolutely. ways. Um Yeah, so I mean, I feel I I know like everything happens for a reason and I definitely wouldn't have been able to have this idea even like thought of again like looking at that journal without having like the group of friends that you know we have because we all are so naturally creative like there's a video of us (laughs) after talking about this like project or like this idea uh we went into a studio we were watching american horror story at the Mm -hmm. time (laughs) and we played the The glue that held our friendship together (laughs) american horror story is the glue that held our friendship together um and we went into a studio and we just improv to know. this music and just acting so silly. It was so probably crazy. so cringy. It probably was. But I mean, it felt very free. And it was liberating. fun. I, it was fun. I, I think what, at least as an artist, personally for me, I've always felt that I find that I can know myself more when I'm alone or with people in a studio. I'm just like naturally just mm-hmm. dancing whatever comes out naturally. Like that's how I get to know myself the most. Um, yeah, well, there's something to be said about like curating a, a group of people, whether it's just like your friends that like you feel comfortable and like yes, yeah. like you I don't know someone that in, like people that enhance your creativity and like so that you like do feel like you're kind of alone but you're also like in community with people for sure for sure I think that that was like one of our biggest strengths at the time and yeah. still is I think it was nice too cuz because we started with so many people that were younger we were all Yeah we were all young. babies we were all so young you know like some of y'all were- We were 20 19 some of you're 19 yeah yeah. you know so it's like i was 22 and i mean just being young like that and again like 
there's this world of possibility, but also just like this excitement of like, oh, what could our future look like? And how can we make an impact on that? Um, has been, I, I think it was what really like got us amped up too. Yeah. So what like, was, I'm trying to remember, what was like the first performance that the Seattle Project presented? So uh, technically we were stuck here in, in oh, Seattle yes. that summer of 2019 oh, yes. the summer of 2019 when everyone left us and it felt like mm. the apocalypse happened and it was just zane and i left in seattle with beautiful weather but that was before covid that wasn't the covid apocalypse no no no, not like it was just like it, we it just alone. felt apocalyptic yeah. like everyone like left yeah the it was city just you and me yeah and not so everyone we... <laughs> just our friends exactly everyone <laughs> but like it was just like because you're used to being around so many people like yeah. at either in you know at PMB or wherever, like we have this community of people surrounding us daily. Um, so we went from that to essentially like, yeah, just the two of us. You were you were working. Oh, at Starbucks? At Starbucks, oh. yeah. <laughs> and I was, it was the first time I decided to stay in Seattle for the summer. Because usually when you're a ballet dancer or you're trying to be an aspiring ballet dancer, you go to summer course somewhere. So I'd gone to like Boston, New York, San Francisco, places like that. Um, yeah, so we're here, and I was telling you about my idea for the Seattle project. Well, we were, yeah, we continued the conversation. Yeah, we were continuing the conversation, but then there were more ideas bustling. And so one one was like, you know, we want to make films, but I was like, what about a promo film? Like, Mm -hmm. how do we, like, let's make a promo film with, like, different artists, like, dancing in front of murals. So, um, a friend of mine um henry wirtz shout out to henry yeah Wirtz in the hurts yeah <laughs> he's, <laughs> that's not his, he's that's an not awesome it. dance or honestly just an awesome videographer in general yeah. um but he was super open to collaboration and we kind of made this thing happen yeah. um did he do dance film before no, though this no was, he that never, was his first it was his first dance film ever and so yeah it was like mark was in that abby jane marco randy randy um and and christopher Christopher, and so yeah yeah, we did that and you did you say you oh i guess me no sorry (laughs) me too um but yeah we had this little promo video come out and at this time too i was teaching and choreographing and like vashon and also in tacoma so i was kind of coming back to my roots and really thinking about like what like how do we build community where like where we are already and then during the same time northwest film forum had this um, festival, basically like a... Was it the By Design? No, no, not By Design. It was, um, oh my goodness. Local Sightings? Local Sightings yes. Film Festival. And one of the things was a one-minute dance film competition. Yeah. And so whatever dance film got the most votes would get 20 hours of rehearsal space at Velocity was the original thing. Yeah, like what you won, your prize. So Mark who's currently like at during this time in South Carolina while we're here in Seattle. Yeah. He's with his family. He like messages me and says, Hey, we should do that dance film thing. And I was like, how are we going to do that? Like, you're literally not here. (laughs) And he's like, you could just like make something and teach me it over FaceTime or something. So, and it is a minute. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll make, I'll make a a quick little thing. So I did. And it was uh, like, we called it time break and time crunch time crunch. Time break. <laughs> I'm thinking of art break already. I'm also, I also like, because, and then Chris made a piece called Time Bomb later. So I always, yes. get, I always get Time Crunch and Time Bomb mixed up. Oh my goodness. Yes. I forgot about that too. Wow. 
Okay. Anyway. Or maybe that was before. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Either way. Um, yeah. Made this piece called Time Crunch. Uh, his friend Thomas Davidoff made the music. So that was another way of collaborating too because yeah. like we had someone making music for what we were doing. Yeah. I filmed my part in the um, Seattle Public Library downtown and he filmed his. Who filmed yours? Uh, Yuki did. Yuki filmed yours and Mark's mom, Lynn, filmed his. At her, at her office. office. <laughs> and we were like on a table, like on tables and stuff. And so I cut it all together, put it in black and white and just said, let's hope for the best. So then September comes around. In the premiere. In the premiere. Of the it's like the, of festival, the festival and they premiere all of the, the submissions. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, we've got to get the friends together to come or whatever. Yeah. And basically it was like whoever had the most. It was most, a clapping competition. It was a clapping competition. Whoever had the most people there. And like and of they course voted. we showed out. We like there was like our friends we showed a lot of people. Up. Yeah, our friends showed up, and so then they voted us the best one. And... Oh, but what was that one film that was amazing? It was like iconic, and it was like the song that one song. Oh, with the with the with the um the water can the water can yeah angel in the angel, angel of the morning, morning. yeah oh my that God. was so good. Whoever I don't I don't remember who did that, but whoever did that, you are a real one, and that was amazing. And I I want to find really you. I gotta go. We gotta go back in the archives and figure out who that was. Oh, that was really um, good. Because they, I mean, like I'm glad you won. Or even but that, one, one, that was but really good. Really, though, that one was amazing. But then they weren't. Remember, they weren't a dancer. Yeah. So their just, friend just wanted them to do it. Yeah, it was amazing. And so, like, and there was also a really cool roller skating one. Yeah, the roller skating one was cool. There was another one I remember was like retrospected. Oh, and Munyeka also won. Oh, okay. it was it was me, but also Munyeka. Um, oh, cool. And so, and then we like I remember we had a chat in front of the, but the filmmakers had a chat. In oh. front of the audience afterwards, Ooh. which I have a video of. We gotta find it. And oh man, I really did not know what I was doing. It's okay. But anyway, so you you get twenty hours of velocity, right? Yeah, that we get twenty prize. hours of velocity. So I know that this happens. I meet Rana San for the first time, who's the artistic director um, at Northwest Film Forum. Shout out to and, you, Rana. We love yeah, you. Yeah, love her. And I also met Aaron Johnson, Aaron I believe, Johnson. too. Uh, executive um, director of. Velocity. Velocity. So we go to coffee, and I was telling Ron, I was like, you know, uh, 20 hours is great, but, you know, I already am privileged enough to be at Pacific Northwest Ballet where we have, you know, access to space. Access to space, and not all artists have that. I was like, is there something else that maybe I could do? And she's like, well, you could present a film at Northwest Film Forum. And I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Like, that's so great because we already wanted to do dance on film. That was like a big, like, dream of ours. Um, and so she was like, yeah, I can show you the space because Velocity at the time where it was located was really close to um, Northwest Film Forum on 12th Ave. So we go to look at the space and the screen is not down yet. So then I go and it's a double decker stage. So mm. almost like two, just two floors. Like if you cut off like a an apartment building and you saw two floors, it would just be like almost like a dollhouse. Yeah. And I was like, what i was like this exists here you have a stage here i didn't know they had a stage and she's like oh yeah like we have like performances here and there but i don't think they really did too many live things and then i was like well could i do something that utilizes both like so like live dance and film and she's like yeah and then i was like okay when she said february at the time i think it was probably already like november yeah or something november 2019 yeah it was november 2019 so that all happens nutcracker happens so we're not thinking about what we're actually doing for this thing i just we just know that we have the space for february that we're we're supposed to put on a show that we're supposed to put on a show (laughs) which not none of us have ever done before 
yeah, ever. Not like that. No, not no, at all. never. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, many of us are dancing yeah. full time, or just working full time, or working at all. like we're we're all full time with other things. Yeah. Um. So during Cinderella of 2020, so February 2020, those PNB was doing Cinderella. A lot of us were performing. I was also going on little breaks and making stuff um, with people in studios. Um, I think one thing that was really wonderful about this uh, show that happened, which we called it the How of It Sped, because that was the name of the last piece of music, and I just kept it that way. I'm looking at the program. <laughs> the program right now. <laughs> um, but we had Nia Mina Minor, Emily, um, both from Spectrum Dance Theater. We had, uh, I'm trying to think. Ashton, Christopher, and Noah. Ashton, Christopher, and Noah. Ashton at the time was a PD1. Noah was a PD2. Now they're both in the company. Now they're both in the company. Um, Sophia Rose, who's now oh, yeah. Carolina Ballet. She was a PD then. Genevieve Waldorf, Mark Cudahy, Clara Ruff Maldonado. Yeah. Was that it? And Ab- Abby Jane. Abby Jane, yeah. Was she in the films? Yeah, she Abby did. Abby Jane. Because she did the one in the Volunteer Park mm-hmm. Tower Abby thing. Jane was yeah, those were all of the... I Oh, and Maggie. Margaret Mullen. Oh, my gosh. How could we forget Margaret Mullen? Queen. Yeah. Shout out to you, Maggie. <laughs> so, yeah, we... I basically... Um, we had these short little films made in different areas, whether it was in, like... Like, one is literally was in my hallway of my apartment yeah. building uh another was in henry's house we just moved everything out and it looked oh, yeah. like a small little when noah house. looked like a a giant a giant in a small person, room. Yes. i don't Which, know why it and it was so like interesting because a lot of these uh films that we made like some of them were actually really relatable to you know being stuck in our homes yeah know, but, but was, this was before this COVID. was right before covid but it, while we're doing all of this we hear about the first couple cases of COVID that are happening in Seattle because it first yeah. started here, you know? So I remember seeing some people wearing masks and being like, oh, what's going on? And we're like, is this show going to happen? But... Yeah, but we also, like, weren't... I mean, like We it, weren't thinking about it that much, but it was yeah. just, like, the like when I think about it now, it's like, oh, like, you hear about the first three cases of COVID and everyone's like, ah, oh, it's like, we don't yeah. really know what it is. And at that same time, we're trying to put together a show. We put together... So then the show happened, I believe it was February 20th. No, it was like 27 or 28. 20-something. It was like It was like late pretty, re- yeah, pretty late. Um, because then within like the next couple weeks, we were shut, shutting yeah, down. It was, yeah. We were shutting down. Um, and about what, how many people showed up? Like 50 to 60 people showed up. We had up a good there. crowd. Yeah. And I, we were For people like, for us not being nobody. It was, it was, it was a Thursday night. And so we basically had 15 minutes of dance film and then 15 minutes of live dance happen in the same thing. Yeah. So it was like a 30 minute performance, not too long. Um, but I, I guess I did kind of make all of it, which like yeah, you or like the, the chore- the, I choreographed the uh, stuff. So when I think about that, I'm like, wow, that's, that's kinda, a lot. It's kind of crazy. Um, but I also think it was just because I had we had like a group of people that were just so willing to yeah. do stuff. Like they were like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll yeah. go. Like there are like times that we were filming and it was like probably like 40 degrees oh, outside freezing so oh, cold wait was so that cold. the chris and clara duet yes oh my gosh and i was on standby with blankets i literally we, like, have the photos of us and we're like all bundled in like scarves that was and things that, and we're um, like <laughs> that was like an elliot bay like uh, elliot the bay, yeah. mural what is it called the sculpture park yeah olympic sculpture sculpture park yeah also these videos you can see them oh, so they're on, on our instagram yeah they're on our instagram at the like, seattle project yeah. uh, go henry check filmed, them out henry filmed all of them they're beautiful he was also very open to just filming them and 
um, being open to the editing and doing all of that, which is like so wonderful. Um, yeah, so that happened, and then the pandemic hit. Yeah, we did we do much during the pandemic. I mean, like I think I did as an individual, but not through Seattle Project yeah. too much. I think that was like I felt like when the pandemic happened, that was kind of our planning stage of like, okay, yeah. where do we go next? So it was like us three collaborating or with Yuki yeah. uh, about like what what do we want like a website to look like? Yeah, Yuki built our website. Yuki built it and like yeah. really um, helped the early stages of like our branding and stuff, and still continues to be. Yeah, yeah, we're really, figuring really it out helpful. Still. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I mean we've done other. I don't think we need to go too into detail. We've done other things like. Uh, we've had another show at the Northwest Film Forum titled Truth Be Told, and that was really cool. That was last um, April. Yeah, last April. And I think yeah. what was that? What was cool about that was because there were six different choreographers, so three films by three different choreographers, Yeah, and then three live pieces. It wasn't just you. It wasn't just me, and I think that was... It was that was just... I, think, I thought it was more impactful, because then yeah. you obviously are getting people, different people's voices and Absolutely. narratives, and also, like, then other people are getting to know about these other artists that exist in Seattle. Yeah, we've done uh, arts and parks performances. That we did what Volunteer Park, Volunteer Seward Park, Park yeah. uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, those were that was a little harder because yeah, it was, was hot, hot, so not people, not a lot of people always showed up. But I think um, we want to continue doing stuff like that in, in addition public spaces, in yeah. public spaces because we also think it's important for people to see the arts for free at times. But in order for that to happen, that means that you also have to fund. The artists so yeah. that's like kind of where we're trying to figure out our next steps there yeah. and getting funding <laughs> we've got a lot of exciting things coming up um we'll talk about those in a little bit but um maybe now we should just talk about like i don't know why why do we want to make a podcast like yeah. what like what's the point of this why are we here talking um i just yeah. i'd love to hear from you first or i'm wondering like i guess when did we first bring this up because i it was I know it was like not even that long ago. It was like October of last year. No, it was so it was yeah, not a long time ago, and it was just kind of like a little idea that we had. I think it's because um, we both uh, like to be heard. <laughs> we both yeah. have big mouths and we do. and lots of opinions. And I think um, <laughs> you know, I think it was probably us just sitting here in your apartment one and just like talking about all like all of our thoughts and feelings about like the arts and you know very passionate people and I think that we were just like this should just be a podcast like why aren't we yeah, recording this like we're sure. what we're saying is like I mean who knows if anyone's listening if you're listening right now shout out to you because like <laughs> I don't know if anyone actually cares about any of this but if anything it's just you know th- these are like real life conversations that Amanda and I have all the time yeah and you know if it's interesting to other people or if it or we have the opportunity to like highlight some of our like favorite local artists and like creators and um like i don't know give them a platform if this becomes a platform like that's cool yeah but yeah i think it was really just us having a conversation like normal and we were like we should record this yeah i also think like part of the reason why we wanted to start this was because we're like as creators and as artists we're always making things and a lot of times the audiences are only seeing the product. They're not oh, seeing yeah. all of the talk that goes into it, all of the brainstorming, all of the process, which is like, I mean, honestly, the largest chunk of, of any, yeah, anything, any huge. creative process. It takes so long to make a new Yeah, to do anything. anything. And um, already through Seattle Project, one like thing that we were doing was um, 
our, what we call our stories tab. So we would interview some mm. of the artists we'd work with and get questions or like have questions prepared and kind of just hear them so that audiences and people could just know a little bit more about the artists, you know, right. that were that they were seen on stage. Um, and I think just because like for me, like I am in the limelight at PMB um, and I've been on interviews and things like that. Um, but a lot of times, like I, you know, you're not a lot, you, you can't, they don't always include that whole process of, uh, what it took for someone to get there yeah. or, um, yeah, just like, even like when making a piece, like how does someone start when making a piece or what were the downfalls? What were the really hard moments? I think it's important yeah. to share that stuff because we all experience that as artists, um, and as creators. And so that's like, that was the main goal of this one in particular too, because we would love to have people on this podcast and really talking about like, you know, like how are, how has it been creating in Seattle and what did it take for you to like showcase work in maybe specific theaters? The behind the scenes, the, the, the things that audiences don't get to see. And like, as creators, like we have a like a view of like what it what it's what's happened to us like what we have experienced when we're making new things but like obviously everyone's different but like if if you're not someone who like like creates performance works or other kinds of art um no you might not you might not know like that it's it's a lot it's a lot of work i mean it's 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 a job just like any other job and so um yeah i think it's just like having audiences get to know artists more really yeah and i think um you know like i said earlier we've got lots of thoughts and opinions about things that are being made and we want to just highlight those those artists and, and and highlight those opinions and not like not in a judgmental way just like no just in a way like the more perspectives we can have um of of the Seattle dance scene, of the people that exist here that are creating, I think the better. So that people can know all these, like there's just so much always going on in the city, especially when it comes yeah. to the arts. And I think a lot of times people miss out on stuff just because they didn't know about it. So we want to try to amplify that. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know, lately I've been like feeling like everyone, like all the, I mean like, you know, we are pretty, uh, like, we're pretty dance-heavy, obviously. Like, that's kind of our, our, you know, niche. But, um, and I think that, like, the dan- like the dance community in Seattle, like, it feels like it operates, like, very, like, separately. But I do feel this, like, shift of everyone lately wanting to, like, come together. Yeah, and, like, sure. lift each other up and support each other. And, like, um, and it's it's really cool to see. And I, and I, I hope that this is another opportunity for that to, like, continue and to advance and yeah but i'm i'm excited i think this this could be cool yeah if we follow I, think through. It could. I think it could um it also makes me think of like even in like the late 1800s early 1900s when like parisian artists would get together in salons and just showcase their work and talk about their work like that's like I would love for something like that to happen in Seattle where we just get together and talk about what we're making and how we can help each other and share resources. Um, Because we are in a capitalist society, it's like we always feel like we're fighting for resources when in reality, like that shouldn't be the case. I think there's enough for everyone. Um, 
and there's enough for everyone and there's uh certainly enough for people to like help other people yeah and one person company creative like any kind of i don't know entity like one of their success does not diminish anyone else's success and i think that like that's also like a common thing at least in ballet i think that that's Mm -hmm. heavy like people i don't know it's it's hard it's you know it's it's a tough career and you know i think that our goal is to uplift as many artists and creators as possible in like and just like show that like we all can support each other and also have our own success and wish success for for each other yeah um but i think it's also and i I know we don't know exactly when this is premiering but like we are uh planning a uh an artist mixer event next week uh at the time of recording this and it's called friday march March 10th 10th. um it's called network and it's um (laughs) just a a space for artists to come together and we and we just really hope that um people will, will come to that event and just be willing to like step out of their comfort zone maybe be a little um extroverted and just like talk to people and like meet people um and like i'm saying this kind of to hold accountability for myself because sometimes i just want to like be in the corner with the one person with the, I know, with the people you know yeah and like know. not do that but i think i don't know i think there's when it's an expectation of like this is a space of connecting with each other i think it might feel easier and i and i hope that i hope that it is <laughs> yeah i think it will be We'll see. (laughs) Do you want to talk about what other projects we have coming up? Yeah. So um, the next thing we'll have coming up is Art Break, which will be happening on April 8th. And the location is to be be determined. To be determined still. We're working that out. Yeah, we're working that out. It's hard to find affordable space in Seattle. (laughs) Yeah, I will say. I mean, Seattle's expensive. Um, But yeah, that's usually, it's a fundraiser technically to go towards our projects but we really are just seeing it as this art party where pop-up performances will be happening you'll be able to see visual art listen to fun music get some drinks and yeah, be in yeah. community with each other yeah and just it's like really a celebration. In community with us yeah pretty much um and be part of the seattle project in ways and there's i think there's going to be a lot of it i think it's going to be pretty exciting this year yeah just, last yeah. year was last year was the first year that we did art break and we put it together in two weeks oh my god Amanda <laughs> and i were that was crazy i um, can't believe we did that but yeah i think this year is going to be because we have that experience i think this year is going to be really cool so i hope you all can come to that but art break is specifically raising funds for yeah raising funds for chapters which is um our your show. new your new premiere my new premiere it is that will be coming out may 5th and 6th at 7 at the Canelic northwest film and northwest forum. film forum and uh if you can't tell we love the northwest film forum yeah we, we, we love them they're really really awesome we have a really great partnership with them um but yeah i essentially i really wanted to make a piece that centered uh you know, a story on five black femmes and just what our stories are. So I'm putting myself in my own work for the first time in a very long time since I did musings with Mia Mina Minor for Seattle Dance Collective. And I felt like that piece still to me feels like the most representative of anything I've ever made. And so I'm very excited to kind of just dive in um, to maybe this deeper, this work might be a little more deeper and not as um, happy-go-lucky as other um, works that I've made. Uh, but I think it's really necessary so that people can really see all of us um, in the multi multifaceted ways that we are as humans. Um, so Ashton uh, Edwards will be in that. Myself, Mia Mina Minor, Akoya Harris, and Kenya Shakur will be doing the videography and photography for that. And then we'll have um, costume designer 
and set designer and we're figuring out music and things but it will definitely have film in it dance text probably some acting who knows but definitely a little maybe some home video oh definitely some home video definitely some home. that's the part i'm really excited about i'm excited about it too because i need to still contact my mom and tell her to send me things and that's gonna shout out to you mom we love you we love you wanna um yes that's that's really exciting we hope that you um i'll show out show up and show out to that because it's gonna be really cool um but i think i we also want to you know take time to uplift and highlight some of the other uh projects and performances that are happening um in the next month or so um so we've got this is there march is a huge month for dance in seattle right yeah it is crazy how much is going on right now um, so we're just going to go down the list and just talk and just say what they are um, and when and where. So uh, first up, we got Translated Bodies, which is created by Gabrielle Civil, and it's March 9th through 11th at 12th Avenue Arts. Then we have, as some of you might already know, Camille A. Brown and Dancers, incredible, incredible choreographer, incredible company. And that'll be happening March 16th through 18th at Mini Hall. We've got PNB's next rep, uh, Boundless, which you can catch Amanda Morgan in. Oh. Um, and that's uh, March 17th through 26th at McCall Hall. And then we have Original Works 23. That will be happening at the Vashon Center for Arts, March 17th through the 18th. We've got Boost Dance Festival, which I'm very excited about. I really want to make sure to go see that. That's March 17th through 19th at Exit Space, the Nod Theater. And then we have The Grammar of Imagination by Claire Barrera. That'll be happening March 17th through 19th at 12th Avenue Arts. We've got the Young Choreographers Club performances featuring the 2023 Young Choreographers Club cohort. Um, that's through Velocity. And that's March 18th at 12th, uh, 12th Avenue Arts. And then we have 12 Minutes Max Edition 2, which will be happening at Base in Georgetown, Seattle. And that'll be happening March 19th through 20th at Base Art Space. We've got A Night in Paris on March 24th at Century Ballroom. We have Novelties Theater, The Count of Monte Cristo, March 30th through April 1st at Theater Off Jackson. And then we have Ode Con. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. That will be happening March 30th through April 1st as well at Mini Mart City Park. We've got Summer Between, uh, which is Flock's touring dance show, uh, March 31st through April 1st at the Erickson Theater. And the Motherboard Suite, April 1st at Mini Center. And then we lastly have Black Collectivity with uh, Practice of Return, which is presented through Velocity. And that'll be happening April 6th through 8th at 12th Avenue Arts. Two of the artists that will be in chapters, Mia Mina Minor and Koi Harris, are um, making this, or basically presenting the show and are in the show. And so I highly, highly recommend going yeah, to that. Don't miss that. Um, and that's, and I'm sorry if we missed anything that's happening. Um, it's kind of hard to ra- round up all of these performances. Shout out to seattledances.com and Seattle Dances on Instagram. They do a really great job of like compiling uh, all of the, the events that are happening and also like uh, auditions and dancer jobs and grants and lots of things. So shout out to you, Seattle Dances. Um, you're, you're doing really great and, and we thank you for that. Um, but I think this is kind of, where we're gonna end today yeah i think this honestly ended up being a little less scary than i thought yeah once you start talking it's (laughs) not as bad but i i dread the having to go back and listen to it but that's fine it's fine we'll figure it out when we get there um yeah keep in touch with us you can follow us at the seattle project on instagram uh our website is the seattleproject.org feel free to follow uh zane ellis at zealous 
98 on Instagram. On Instagram. And mine is at Bailarina. It's B-A-I-L-A underscore R-I-N-A. You don't know how to spell it. <laughs> I almost didn't know how because of the underscore. Either way, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I don't know. We don't know exactly how often this is going to happen, hopefully monthly. Yeah. Um, but just uh, you can follow this Let's Workshop It podcast. With, uh, let, let's Workshop It on Instagram. Um, you can follow us there to get all the updated information. And uh, thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye.